سیاه توکس Welcome to the Dior Talk series themed around the 6th edition of Dior Lady Art and hosted by Paris-based journalist Katia Foreman. For this year's event, 12 artists from around the world have participated in a game of metamorphosis by rendering the iconic Lady Dior handbag as a unique piece of art. For the 6th edition of Dior Lady Art, French multidisciplinary artist Antonin Acou presents his limited edition Lady Dior Bag and Flight, crafted in translucent resin draped with a colourful, undulating 3D printed overlay. The bag's apparent fragility is contradicted by the material's glass-like toughness where graphic lines are transformed into ethereal curves. It is mirage-like a poetic illusion where infinite possibilities blossom. To contextualize his world, the artist, who lives and works between Paris and Buenos Aires, introduces Le Wonder, an artist-run space in Clichy in northwest Paris, where the interview takes place. We're in Clichy, in an artist-run space called Le Wonder. It's a project that we set up and co-founded in 2014 with 10 artist friends, women and men. And which comes to life in large, disused industrial complexes. Et dans lequel on vient, on est venu en tout cas dans les différents lieux successifs euh, mettre en place des ateliers de production euh, artistique organisés par pôles. Donc on a environ 16 pôles de, de production. De We have about 16 production pôles, from sculpture to textiles, molding, carpentry, metal, casting and publishing. It's really a community of artists. It works on the basis of exchange within a horizontal system where everyone makes themselves available to each other to create bridges in learning. It's a meeting place, and also a political place, where we learn to organize ourselves as a collective, to live together, and to join forces in order to create quality things that are not set in stone, but that are in the process of being questioned, in the process of being made, and that are going to be demolished. We're more about performative pieces, how to experiment in the heart of the exhibition space, rather than creating pieces with the aim of preserving them as untouchable pieces that will never be destroyed. There's a relationship to the ephemeral. It's really a relationship to the experimentation of being in the making in relation to the material. It's a relationship to the material that is completely different. So what was his reaction to being approached by Dior for a reinterpretation of the Lady Dior? 
That's a good question. I really took it as an opportunity to play, as a carte blanche, where I also felt the opportunity to do something that represents me, and in which I would have a lot of freedom. I didn't feel any pressure, per se, because it was more between me and the relationship to the material, to the forms. It's not so far from the time I spend in the atelier. What was different after having initiated the idea was having these craftsmen with a savoir-faire of the highest level come intervene on the production chain. It was pretty exciting. It's a challenge that I enjoyed. I really approached it as a game. Echo introduces the name of his Lady Dior and his approach to undressing the iconic bag through plays on drapes and transparencies. I called the bag La Voulie, a nod to looking up from your seat at what's going on up there, looking at the sky. When you walk around the city, you always have this field of vision that's between 1.5 and 2 meters with the horizon. I like to play this game of looking at what's going on up in the air and discovering certain things that you wouldn't normally see. The plays of light create a transparent effect, like a naked exposure of the Lady Dior, which at any given moment reveals itself. It's similar to how I reveal myself through painting. It's kind of like a person who drops their garment, like a silk kimono that suddenly slips to the ground or flies away. The artist shares his first impressions of the Lady Dior. When I saw the Lady Dior bag, in classic black, very elegant, I asked myself, how can I bring a feeling of light to it? Or at least reveal it? exploring how to move away from the associations of the word bag, which, for me, evokes heaviness, to turn it around and evoke lightness, so that it becomes a bag in flight. The self-taught artist, who trained in fashion design, talks about the liberating act of painting and its explorations of material and fluid movement, echoing his Lady Dior bag. Through painting, I enjoy manipulating shapes and colors. It's through this medium that I feel free. It's a window to another place. My painting is abstract, quite colorful. I often paint by superimposing forms, colors and layers that I juxtapose, going from accumulation to erasure to return to more considered compositions. I work with fabric, wood, metal, and currently, more particularly, with soft forms, fabrics, inflatable sculptures, fluids. I'm essentially self-taught. I didn't go to art school. For the past two years, I've been exploring the relationship to material in fluid movement, to drapes, to the presence of folds that sometimes interrupt a pattern. 
Heko leads into a recent project that inspired his Lady Deal bag. Last year, I started a painting work that was held up to the wind as a form of banner, like a kind of extension of my identity as a man and as a painter. I was exploring how to reveal my true self by holding up a painting that represents me, by presenting it not in an exhibition space, but outside for the eyes of everyone, a bit like a bold gesture to say, I exist. And you? This project was born during the first confinement, so in 2020. After that, I started to think about the notion of draped paintings and movement based on photos of my actions. Hence these performances of holding up a work in the wind, of letting a fabric on which I had intervened float in the air. These photos made me want to explore how, in sculpture, I could retranscribe this broken painting. I did some tests with resin paint, which marked the beginning of this research. Then I tried to push this process in the collaboration with Dior. They asked me to reinterpret the Lady Dior bag by proposing a swirling painting based on this project in the middle of the sky that I did in Notaire. Trying to bring a sense of suppleness to the Lady Dior bag, which for me is a muse bag, elegant, with strong, structural lines that are quite pronounced. There's a strength to its minimalist aspect. So it's about how to use this strength while injecting newness. That was really the big challenge with this collaboration. So what were some of the processes involved in his Lady Dior in flight, emerging from her draped folds? As part of the different stages, I made paintings in the studio, on paper or canvas. Then I deformed them by crumpling them, as well as using 3D software to make them pliable. Also, by printing them on silk and so on, to see how the fabric fell, and how the painting could come to inhabit it or surround the bag, to encompass it, like a swirl or like a breath. I proposed 3D drawings to Dior. I was then able to meet the artisans and we embarked on a collaborative effort to bring this project to life. We progressed in stages, first adjusting the shape, then the transparency of the material. At first, I wanted to make a bag from blown glass, or in terms of its aspect, to evoke the fragility of glass. Obviously, this was not possible, given the fragility of the material and the complexity of making the same object in a series, in a hundred editions. We found an alternative which is a fairly solid, transparent 
resin, which allowed us to get as close as possible to glass. Then we had to tweak the colors. That's to say that the resin has an index of diffraction of the light, which is a little less important than glass, with a color which opacifies the light slightly, which meant that a lot of work had to go into perfecting the colors. How to adjust the colors? What technique to use? Was it a technique that included a printed silk or paint directly integrated into the resin in successive layers, which is what we ended up doing? That involved the 3D printing of the transparent part, as well as the colored parts which feature deposits of pigment on the successive layers to create an effect of depth in the thickness of the bag, so as to achieve this draped effect and volume. A hands-on approach to the production process was essential for the Paris-based artists as his ideas evolved. I want to be able to manipulate the material from A to Z. Pushing experimentation and manipulation to perfection will produce errors that leaves the door open for me to be able to change my ideas, or the form, say. In the beginning, we were thinking of including a silk, but the shape was completely different. The fabric appeared completely crushed in the resin, with a movement that was not controllable. Since we were trying to make an inclusion of silk in a mold where you can see the resin. It was interesting because I was able to see the production line from A to Z, to have an exchange as a man and an individual with the craftsmen and craftswoman who worked on the project. So on a human level, it was interesting. Also, seeing how these craftsmen, with their advanced savoir-faire, responded to a work like this, which goes beyond classical leather working. It was an encounter that was nourishing for me. I was also able to really understand how we were going to obtain the final piece, how the bag was divided into several sections for an assembly that, in the end, is hardly visible. You get the impression that this bag comes out of a single mold, that it's cut out of glass, like a kind of glass block, which ultimately is impossible. Echo moves on to the process used to create the molded drapes on the bag. The point of départ, donc, était cette peinture qui m'a évoqué. The starting point was this painting that evoked lightness, renewal, and this profusion of color moving between organic parts, matte elements, and parts that are more flat in aspect. All of this led me to this bag in flight, like a butterfly that suddenly takes over the field of vision for an instant like a mirage or like a form of fleeting and ephemeral illusion that we can't freeze, we can't touch. Strangely enough, I've ended up trying to freeze it between the initial idea and the final object. I'm contradicting myself because I'm trying to retranscribe this moment by trying to capture it, a bit like a butterfly net. That's what was so fun about it. The artist also shares some of the inspirations behind the colorful patterns that feature on the bag. 
Yes, you could find references to Claude Viala, maybe to Matisse, or to more contemporary painters. For me, it's really shapes and colors that come directly from things I see, whether in the city, in nature, in films that have marked me, or in clothing, and so on. It can even be in the street, the way a car is parked with an open garbage can, and then suddenly a businessman passes by in a suit and crosses the garbage man. All of a sudden, you have this colorful hole that is just perfect, sometimes, and jarring. Echo ends with some words on his experience that blurred the boundaries of art and fashion. I found it interesting to question this object in the sense of, is it really going to serve a function? Is it going to become a sculpture that will not be touched, or will it continue to live via the people who will wear it and interact with it by putting their personal effects in it? Women or men will be able, with their silk scarves or lipsticks, to bring color, forms and textures. That's what's fascinating, is that it will continue to live, even though it's frozen in part. The next stage of its life is only just beginning.